losing someone is often one of the hardest things you ever have to deal with. But what if they're still there inside of you? Their memory is living on forever. Yep. yep. And and so you have that gift forever. So I know this is like always looking at it with, you said I am like a bundle of optimism. I'm always looking at things with, with uh, rose-colored glasses. But it, it, I mean, that's, how can you look at it any other way? If you stay angry or sad or vengeful or whatever, like negative emotion about it, how are you going to live your life and, and do what you were put on this planet to yep. do? Good to have you here, folks. Thank you for joining us. And please share this with friends, family, and everyone that you know. This show is brought to you by Conversations with Bob. I want to bring up my co-host, my, my friend, Eric the Bamp Man. How are you? Let me bring up our guest and a very good friend of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Lady Optimism. Try to forget about there's this drink I drink every day. It's cacao. It's from the cacao bean. I, I get ceremonial great cacao Wait, from that Red Bull and vodka. Kind of. Except it's called chocolate. And I get it from Guatemala. <laughs> ceremonial grade. Anyway, they're part of the ritual is to to bless it and to pray before you drink it. And so I started finding myself like thanking the women who roast these beans in their home and thanking the 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 proprietor of the business for finding the right fields with the right energy. And I mean, I know this sound, this may sound a little crazy, but I'm thinking about and thanking the farmers from, from its harvest and for harvesting it and for taking care of the soil and for God, for the earth, like, you know, praying for everything along the way. And it creates this incredibly high vibration inside of you when you speak those words out loud. And when you when you bless your food like that. And so then I started realizing, well, if I'm doing this over the cacao, like I could I could bless every food I'm eating and every food could feel this high vibe. And it just it it makes such a difference if you take that pause before you put something in your mouth and you just say, wow, thank you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be long. It could it's just only crazy if it doesn't work. Yeah. And. and- it, it may not happen when you think it's going to happen. Sometimes people will wait and wait and wait and wait. It, it can happen in the most incredible ways, not in the way you think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will pray. And, you know, some people will pray for peace of mind for that particular day. And as soon as they get in their car, they start cursing at everybody in traffic. <laughs> and, and, and then they expect a miracle. You know, it's like, you know, that saying, God helps those who help themselves. That means you have to meet that higher part of you halfway. You know, you can't pray to be a doctor and and then wake up the next morning and go, hey, where are my patients? Yeah. It's a step-by-step process. It takes 10, 12, 15 years to become a doctor, to become that specialist. And every step along the way, the prayer is being answered according to the way it's supposed to be answered. But if you're praying for it, you're already embodying it. And that's what's right. So it may take the 10 or 15 years to become a doctor. In fact, not may. It it does. Right. But this fact that you're speaking it out loud and putting it into existence and and embodying it, you are breathing it into your body. Yeah. Whereas all the other people who aren't doing that, maybe something happens along the way or 
for some reason they don't end up finishing school or how many people start and then don't don't get their degree yep right their license so you know i think it's the prayerful ones who get ahead further quicker because they're creating that identity inside of them yeah and, and that's what i mean when i say that that was so well said too jennifer that's what I mean when I say that we are the creators of our success and happiness, and we are the only problem that we'll ever have. We are the ones, again, that squash the seed possibility. You know, I, 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 think, I think when we pass on and we meet our maker, and we're going to complain like Bernie does to Bob and say, hey, you know, I prayed for this and I prayed for that. And you know what it's like to have the talent but not reach the, the goals that you feel you deserve. And watch everyone in your inner circle get what you deserve, but you never get it. You never answer my prayers. And then your higher power, Bob, God, whatever you want to call it, sits back and goes, I did answer your prayers. But you pray with the same negative attitude that you have about your life and everything in it. And yet you expect a miracle. You have to meet that higher part of yourself halfway. You have to do your part. It's your part. That's that's a perfect segue into something I I, uh, I I I pulled out of this book this week, uh, and I love this because I kicked this off by saying I think that prayer is thought, right? It's what we think. So, and this is out of your book. So, as soon as I recognize or become aware that I'm not feeling right or the negativity reality that I'm creating, I shift my way of thinking to empowering my thoughts and my words. That's powerful, people. So, with the moment you realize you're not thinking right. Go to go to prayer and, yeah. and change, 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 yeah. change, change. That's so well said. You know what, Eric? It's the it's awareness. Well because you wrote it. It's oh. well said, says the writer. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. But, it, it, well, it just struck me because that's what people don't. <laughs> what, what a dumbass. I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> so that was let, let me read you another quote from my book. <laughs> Well, and, and what it, the key is, it's the awareness that sets you free from the negativity. Yeah. Once you become aware that it's you that's creating that negative inertia, that negative crap that's holding you back, then you can say, what am I doing? And you got to start shifting your way of thinking, which will cause you to, in, uh, to create a more powerful belief system. And those beliefs will help you to feel empowered. And that's how you go on the route to have your prayer being answered. I answer your prayers, but you make it too difficult for me to have them manifest. You make it difficult. We we are the only problem we'll ever have. I had a friend on Facebook yesterday, Carrie Gilbert. I love this man to death. Good dude. And he posted and he said, sometimes you just realize things ain't going to change and you just have to move on and accept it. And the reason I say that, because it popped in my mind based on what you just said, do you know how many people don't realize that they are the problem and it is their thoughts and they're driving down the road and it's this crazy state of mind. And, and instead of listening to an audio book or instead of listening to some uplifting music, they're, you know, they're listening to the news or listening to what, and they, and they cause their own, that, that all their own world of all that negativity. And I, I just don't get it. And now yeah, you have those people on that spectrum, but then you have the people kind of in the middle who want to make a change and are listening to good stuff, but not believing it. Like right. still running that record in their head that's like, yep. you're not good enough. You can't do this. The You're going to be broke forever. That Whatever the, the thought is, right, that's like on repeat. And they can't break it 
because they're not praying. Is it also because they don't commit to the, they don't commit to it, right? Well, and they don't believe in, and they're not praying, Jennifer, because they don't believe in it. Because right. they can give you right. proof as to how many times it didn't work. Or they're praying and they don't believe it. And that that still doesn't work because it's the if, like what Eric said in the very beginning goes back to your thought. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts create your beliefs and the way that you feel that leads to the actions that you take. And yet we keep complaining that the prayer is not being answered. But I have a question for you guys. And I, I, I don't even know if I know the answer. I think I, I can give a reason or an idea as to what about those who pray for a loved one who's ill has cancer and they pray for them to survive it but the person passes on they die they they leave i have an answer to that i'd like to hear it i don't know i'm just kidding i you know what i i think i think there'll, there'll be a day when you pray for aunt mary and she passed away and god didn't answer the prayer we think god didn't answer the prayer right but I believe what happens is you'll get to heaven one day. You say, and what happened? I prayed for Aunt Mary and she died. Well, because she died at her funeral, so-and-so became a Christian. Or this happened. There's a butterfly effect to things that happen in people's lives. And that those are the things we will we will never know until we get there. I, that's, that's a great answer. Jennifer, that's really cool. Jennifer, what do you think? I think God is always answering our prayers. That's my personal belief. And it's often that we can't see it. And in times of death or like severe hardship, like someone's sick or whatever, it's very hard to see through that lens of like, well, God wasn't there for me or he didn't or she, whoever God is, I don't know, didn't answer my prayer or, you know, it's, it's very easy to believe that. Yeah. But what if the universe is conspiring for you? then you start to look for ways in which it is conspiring for you instead of against you. Yeah. And so if you believe that, then maybe you'll never know in, your, in our lifetime why that happened. And maybe decades later, you'll find out why it happened. But if you just trust and, and believe that you don't need to know, I think that like the why, I think that gets us through it. Like, or it can help. So well said. If you're praying for someone to survive a challenging time that they're having about with cancer and they pass on, maybe you, maybe you wanted them to live, but maybe that person was surrendering. Yeah. Not giving up. There's a difference between surrendering, right? And giving up. And this person was praying, God, it's time for me to leave. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's time for me to go home. It's time. I literally always wondered that. What, God, what, like, yeah. I have that. Like, yes, you but, could be yes. sitting here praying on no. their deathbed, and they're like, "Will you all stop?" Like, I am ready to freak. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. And, and so, so I'm saying, so exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So this, so if if God is answering prayers, it seems to me that He's not negating your prayer. He's answering the prayer to the persons that's saying, "I'm ready to surrender." And that's not a, again, there's a difference between surrendering. It's a sweet surrender. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's saying, I lived my life. I'm ready to go where I'm supposed to be going, wherever that is. And I, I, I think that's pretty reassuring. Jennifer, what do you think about that? I, I just think about my grandma because I always, I just, I always miss her because she passed five years ago. And 
Um, and we prayed when she was in the hospital. We had a rabbi come in and say a prayer that if she wanted to pass, that she could pass in peace. And that was really hard because it's like, well, I don't want her to go, but it's not about me, right? Like it's about her and what she needs right now. And I think that losing someone is often one of the hardest things you ever have to deal with. But what if they're still there inside of you? Their memory is living on forever. Yep. yep. And and so you have that gift forever. So I know this is like always looking at it with, you said I am like a bundle of optimism. I'm always looking at things with, with uh, rose-colored glasses. But it, it, I mean, that's, how can you look at it any other way? If you stay angry or sad or vengeful or whatever, like negative emotion about it, how are you going to live your life and, and do what you were put on this planet to yeah. do? Yeah. And the, so well said, Jennifer, this spirit that constitutes who we really are lives on forever. And there are times still to this day that I talk to my mother and my father and they answer me, not yeah. in ways that you people may think. They mm -hmm. answer me. I know they're still there. I'll be thinking about my dad and say, dad, I just want you to know this. Or what do you think about that? And I'll turn on the TV at any given moment. And all of a sudden I'll hear a line from one of the actors. And that's exactly, I'm, I know that that's my father answering. I'll see a bumper sticker on the back of a car or I'll see a, a billboard somewhere. And I, and I laugh my ass off because I know I'm being answered. I know I'm communicating with him on some level. The spirit lives on, but you have to believe that. And you have to feel that. And there are just so many different variables when it when it comes when it comes to prayer. And I think it's because we don't we don't understand all the fundamentals which causes us to have doubt. And if you're praying, mm -hmm. people want to meet the right the right person in their life. But what some people do is they'll go into prayer and they'll say, Please, God. Let this person be the person for me. Let him know or let her know that I've... No, but what you should pray for, I think, is the right person. Because if you believe that God has the best for you, that person might not be the best for you. You might think so. Hey, as a single... Does that make a sense? That makes a thousand percent sense. I'm, as a single man, I'm going to jump in here, right? The, I see all these women like... I, I, I need my man to be six foot two, and he has to make 180000 a year. He has to have... That, they don't say he needs to work hard and he needs to be trustworthy and he needs to be a great father. It's all these weird things they ask for and they're not things that really matter. Yeah, there's a lot of power in thinking it, but then speaking it out loud. Because I believe that once you speak something out loud, you've now created it into existence. And if you can create something into existence, even with just a thought, you can create it into your reality, just period, right? Yeah. And so it's just a matter of when. Um, so I, I love that. Um, and I'm sure everyone right now is thinking of so many places where they do need revival in because there's something anyone, you know, you, you, everyone needs revival somewhere. And then I was thinking about, well, I have friends who get frustrated because they're like, why haven't I met that guy yet? What, like what, you know, what's wrong with me? Why is God not answering my prayers? Why is it like they start making all these stories and I often think, well, what if God is answering your prayer? Like, what if you met that guy right now in the version that you are and he's the perfect right guy for you, but couldn't or right gal, right? Like, but couldn't see that you couldn't see it. 
because you're not in the right state of mind. Like yeah. what if what if it's just a timing thing? What if what if it's it's God is answering your prayers so that you can cross paths at the right time? And I think we have to trust that time. Thank Our you. time is not God's time. Yep, I'm suggesting what I know. I have a dream my dad came to me. He was he was in a casket covered in white. White was up to here from his neck down. And I was going through hell years ago in the middle of my divorce. And I was losing my mind. I moved to California by myself. And I knew I had to face my demons. And it wasn't easy for me to do. And that's how I wrote this book, Conversations with Bob. Bob is God. And I had a major conversation with 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 God for seven years it took me to write this book but one of the biggest turning points it was so personal to me I couldn't even put it in the book but I'll tell you what it is so I'm lying in the he, my father's lying in the casket he's he's covered in white he's got a white sheet over him and I'm looking over him and he sits up in the coffin he looks at me stares me right in the face and he says Jesus Christ Stephen Stephen look at me Jesus Christ, Stephen, Jesus Christ. He closed his eyes and he laid back down. Now, there's no one there that can tell me that I wasn't communicating with my father. And he was telling me something because before that, I was reading something on Jesus and the power of thoughts. And I went back to read the same thing and it, it intensified me so much that it added more to me writing this book. And I can name other things where my parents came to me uh, in dreams and talked to me. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if that's in the Bible or not, but I know I communicate with my parents and they speak to me in different ways, in different formats. That's my experience. And no one, no one can deny that to me. So I respect what you're saying, but I'm telling you what I'm experiencing. Steve, thank you for sharing that story. I wonder... And this is just a thought. I'm going to throw it out there. Is it possible that God communicates to us through the people that we would hear the message best from? So is it possible yes. he, God was communicating that message through your dad in the dream? But so you, And it feels like it's coming from your dad, and maybe it's also from God. Yes, and, and he comes to us. And, and what we're used to in our lives. When I was writing this book, I had all these negative questions. How am I going to get a publisher? What if it doesn't work? And I, this is getting, why is it taking so long? And blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, I just prayed. I said, I just want an answer. Is this book going to be successful? Am I doing the right thing? And how am I going to do it? How am I going to get it here? And all of a sudden, again, I turned on the TV. And, what, what, and I'm flicking the channels. I don't watch much TV. And what do I click on to? Feel the dreams. And it's the scene when Kevin Costner is sitting in the stadium, the baseball stadium, with James Earl Jones, and the voice comes on, build it and they will come. That's what I heard after I prayed. I mean, come on, what else do you want? And that's what I'm trying to tell people. Some people could see that and not even realize that God answered their prayer. And how could you not? That's a smack in the back of the head. I got to be a, a, an idiot. An idiot not to believe that that was an, a, a prayer to, an answer to my prayer. What do you guys think about that? Steve, what do you think about people that back into parking spots? <laughs> I was waiting for Eric's random question. Oh, yeah, it happens every show. 
Uh, what do I think about them? Um, I think they just better not hit my car. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, hold on. So, like, a year ago, Jeffrey told me that men back into parking spots. Women don't do this. Men do this. And... We had a friend visiting and he would always back into the parking spot here so that he could get out. So I'm like, this is actually pretty smart. Then I started observing and every person that backs into the spot is a freaking man. And not to be like. That's funny. <laughs> I, like, I do it. So I, par- I back in now to every spot I back in. I, I was like, I want to be ready to go. 